Welcome to the Gray Wolf Podcast. Going to voicemail. Good day, you've reached Tim's mobile. Sorry, I can't get to the phone right now. I'm leaving now with number. I'll get straight back to you. Thank you. Yeah, hey Tim, it's Ned. Hey, it's uh, Fitzy here. Just calling on the Grey Wolf podcast, man. It's been a couple of weeks now. You still haven't entered your details into the... The NBL fantasy, man. You haven't picked your team yet. You're uh, the cellar dweller in the Grey Wolf Pack League. And uh, we're just following up to see if you need a hand with your team. Any questions, you can send them our way. But if you're getting stuck, please reach out. Yeah, be sure to let us know there, Tim, because you are a big part of the reason why we do this, man. And luckily, you're going to get back to us right away as per the (laughs) message there. So, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you, buddy. (laughs) See you, man. Go Pistons. All right, we said we'd do it, John. Welcome to episode, I think we are six of the Grey Wolf Hoops podcast. Just chatting with Tim there. I think that's as close as we'll get to talking <laughs> yeah. to the big guy this week. But it was worth the shot. It was worth the shot, man. And uh, yeah, what a way to kick off the podcast with a good old chat with our buddy TP. But uh, yeah, we got a point out, man. We threatened, I guess, last week to say that if he didn't finish his team, that we would be ringing him on the show. And uh, as you can tell, that went pretty well. It did go pretty well. And I, you know, this may shock you to hear this, John, but I'm not sure he listens. We'll find out. <laughs> but uh, what a great way to kick off, man. Had another brilliant round of NBL hoops this week, as it's been all season long. Fantasy is starting to really take shape now. Granada Gators are five and zip still, just sitting you still haven't second lost on the, the ladder. Game. Who did still you beat this lost? time? That's actually a very good question. Whoever it was, I feel sorry for him because I, uh, sadly enough, traded in Glenn Rice Jr. into my oh. team. And you know what's happened there. So <laughs> got no points out of him at all. We will discuss Glenn Rice Jr. in a minute. I was going to bring that up with you, man. But who did you beat first up? Oh, it looks like it's not showing it anymore. It's now showing this week. Well, okay, then how about the Furious Flamingos? Are we still hanging around the pack? Because I did notice that Joey Wright went and absolutely stuck a dagger into my throat and didn't even play Ramon Moore <laughs> yeah. on Monday night, who is part of my team. I was just, I <laughs> sat there jerk. going, no. The uh, the Furious Flamingos, look, I mean, they're still in the hunt here. They're 3-2 and two in 10th position. So, so we had a loss on the weekend. Yeah, again. so yeah. right in the middle of the pack there. But um, you know what? Scoring's not too bad. It's just getting the coaches to put your players on the court. It's probably a good start. That old chestnut there, John. <laughs> well, I'm not happy with you, Mr. Wright. But anyway, he's still a very lovable man, and I'm terrified of him. He's the most scariest coach in the league. Is there anything that you'd like to say? You're there. You're coming second. I obviously need to make some changes. What, what should we be doing this week? What should I be doing well, to get back in that hunt? that's actually a really good call. I'd be looking to bring in some Brisbane players this week. They've got the uh, the two-game round this round, and so yeah. do Adelaide. So hopefully Ramon Moore gets off the bench for you, but uh, yeah. gets in the game. But I'd be looking to bring in some players that are playing twice, and that's sort of the, the key thing that you want to do each round. And have you been doing this, John? So you're actually playing the game is what I'm trying actually to say. Actually playing the game. Yeah, when man. I remember to do my trades, and I I don't trade people in on assault charges. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Speculation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you get two trades every week. So, I mean, and now your bench players should be starting to make a little bit of money. So, I've flicked a few around to try and get some extra players on the court playing twice. But then you've got guys like Sean Long, who are sort of scoring well enough anyway that it doesn't matter if he's playing one or two games. So Although he did have a quiet one this past weekend gone. But oh, there you go. So, put in some Brisbane players this week. But before we jump into this week, John, I guess we'll jump into last week, which we didn't see a huge amount of because of the Horsham basketball tournament. Yeah. 
I guess we'll cover this real quick, man. You, congratulations to you when you were under 18. Boys getting the win. You won the whole thing, yeah, man. Yeah, we that did. crazy. Yeah, thank you, man. It was a uh, it was a really good weekend. I was very proud of the boys' efforts. It's They're a tricky group. You know, the 15, 16-year-olds actually getting them going. But once those boys play, gee, they're good to watch. And gee, they can move the ball as well. So that's the game sort of game style that we're trying to play. And yeah, they, they had a really good tournament. We uh, lost in the grand final in our previous one in Warnable. So it was good to come away with a win. But for us, it's really about working our way to state championships in February so it's just a tick along the way and we'll keep working on it next tournament's only a few weeks away in Shepparton so it's a quick turnaround and we're off again you're off again so who did you play in the grand final for this one was it the same people from Warrnambool no we played Mildura one of the Mildura teams in the in the grand final so funnily enough that was always the team that I had the most battles against when I was playing squad they used to be very strong back then but we played Mount Gambia in the Warrnambool so you know I put it this way that we've only been beaten by a South Australian team who we won't be playing in state championships so I guess all Victorian teams were undefeated, so we'll take it. That is a great way to look at it, man. So this, the preview of last round won't be too full on here because we didn't catch a lot of the games due to the heavy commitment sure. on that side of things. Friday night, it was the Perth Wildcats getting it done over the Adelaide 36ers in a close one. Did you see any of that game, John? Not really, no. Friday night was all about getting the boys organised for the for the weekend, but um, I think we predicted it'd be a bit of a, a, a tight game from memory, but it actually looks like that it was. It does. Definitely was, and yeah. Perth got it done like we uh, both predicted there. Yeah, and Adelaide, I mean, they played twice in this round, but that was probably one of the wins that they needed, and I know we'll talk about the, the win against the Phoenix shortly, but, yeah, that's probably the one they needed. If they had got a couple in a row or two from this round, I think it would have really started to push them up the ladder, but now they're sort of going to be stuck in that bottom half, and, you know, who knows what the second half of the well, season's going to yeah, bring. yeah, it's going to be a very interesting one. Well, they ended up playing South East Melbourne Phoenix and getting the win, but before that, we had South East Melbourne Phoenix and Melbourne United. This was another game smack bang in the middle yep. of that tournament. Throw down two or three was it this time? Three, I believe. Jeez, yeah, bash them out quickly, do. haven't they? <laughs> well, apparently, Mellow Trimble just lit things up in the second half, got things done, and managed to get United over the line by just one point. By all things reported, it was an excellent game. The man himself, Jace Al Herbert, let me know this, said, oh, do you go to the United game? <laughs> he, he was all about it. He was very, he was up and about. He's a bit of a Chris Golding lookalike. As yeah, he is, actually. On that split screen picture that we did there. But unfortunately, the Phoenix went down here. United got the win. We both called that one. And that took us on to the second game, which was the Brisbane Bullets and the Cairns Taipans. And just looking at this now, John, I don't even think I knew the result of this. The no. Taipans got it done over the Bullets here. Yeah, it did. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that I picked the Bullets in that one because I'm all on the bullet train. But I mean, yeah, it's a, it seems like a great win for Cairns. I mean, uh, Noise, he's my boy. He put up 20 points. Looks like they spread the ball around quite a bit. And again, Brisbane are going to find themselves in a very similar situation to the 36ers. They're both four and five, really sort of stuck middle of the road. They really need to start turning things around. But um, yeah, I uh, sort of missed the, the final score from that game. I did see the final score on the throwdown, the one-pointer. But uh, tell you what, Brisbane, what are you doing to me? They are. That's a disappointing loss there. And yeah, Ken Stipan's getting it done at home and sort of making us look a little bit yeah. foolish there. Hats yeah. off to them, though, yeah. because I do have two Ken Stipan's players in my team, which of I course. I haven't, you know, traded yeah. over like you have recommended because I am useless. But now that I'm dropping back, I'm like, man, I've got to do something about this. Got to make some big moves, man. But that puts us on to the uh, first of the Sunday games. And thank the Lord, the Kings won and I kept my jocks on. <laughs> and I tell you what, John, I turned this thing on after the the Horsham tournament was done and it was like a one-point game. Illawarra was down by like one point or two points. And I'm like, man, John could be bearing all to the people of Horsham here. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be. 
for the Hawks, the added bonus, the added inspiration for those Illawarra players to know that they will have been the reason John Fitzgerald <laughs> oh. dropped his pants and ran down Firebrae Street, but it didn't happen. We thought it was a safe, safe bet. Well, we were close, weren't we? But uh, I'm just having a quick look through the breakdown of the scores per quarter, and it was only the second quarter that let Illawarra down. Otherwise, they would have won it. So there's some definitely some good signs coming out of there, obviously, with some uh, struggles earlier in the season and sort of up to now. But, I mean, there's a lot to love about the Hawks, potentially for the second half of the year to really push the Kings at their home court as well. I only go down by five. That's a great effort. It is a great effort there. And yeah, Sydney Kings, I'm really behind them this season. I still think they're going to get it all done. I haven't missed the Kings game yet. That was the least I'd seen of one. And this one we should note as well, Johnny, had the most people in NBL history. Off the top of my head, it was like 17,640-something. I'm not 100% sure what it was. But yeah, they were doing big stuff over there for the Fires and whatnot, which was great of the ownership to get behind. Amazing. Man, up next, though, Perth Wildcats and the New Zealand Breakers. New Zealand, you mentioned, and I guess we should touch on it a little bit here. Glenn Rice, he was putting in some very big numbers. Yeah, yeah, he was. But then apparently maybe possibly putting in some very big nights at the bar also, (laughs) and that didn't turn out too good for him. It's a very PC way to put it, but yeah, uh, he has pled not guilty to these assault charges, but like I said, trust my luck to trade him into my fantasy (laughs) team, which, you know, is pretty important as well, and have this happen. But, I mean, look, New Zealand, they've got some issues. I mean, they're hanging in there. They've lost four games in a row now. They're sitting there second last. I mean, coming into the season, we thought, well, it's going to be the New Zealand. We know and love that they're just always up there. But I'll tell you what, man, I mean, that's a long road trip to go down to Perth and Perth just get the job done at home, as we always say. But, you know, things are going to have to start turning around for New Zealand very soon. Otherwise, they're going to be a bit of strife. Yes, indeed, they are, my man. And we won't touch any more on the Glenn Rising there, but the next game was a Monday night game, which was back, which was great to see. We both stuffed this one up. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix went down to the Adelaide Sixers, and Jerome Randall, he went back to his MVP yep. sort of performance. Like, man, it was crazy. This reminded me of the days when he did win that MVP. He absolutely lit it up. And they never really looked like losing this game. Yeah, not a bad effort on the road as well, getting that win in Melbourne. Melbourne, but you think the Phoenix would be pretty disappointed losing the game on the Saturday to United by a point, then going down at home to Adelaide. Again, another team that's sort of in that mid-range, hard to pick at the moment, but they're the games that the Phoenix really need to win, and I know we've discussed you know, what's their, their goal for the year and where can they get to. And they're the ones that you just have to win. We've discussed as well the travel factor. They've barely played out of Melbourne. You need to be winning these games at home before you have to go to Perth, to Sydney, to all these places around Australia. You know, you've got to get it done in your own house. Well, you do, and they have up until this point, I guess, in, to be fair. They've done fairly well at home, and they're sitting pretty good, but they're looking down the barrel of some big-time road trips yeah. to close out this season, and they're the sort of team to watch, I think, going into the sort of second half of the season to see if they can sort of hang in there or not. I think it'll be a, a big battle for fourth place yeah. between possibly Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, the Brisbane Bullets, and Adelaide 36ers. It's going to be one of those teams yep, to take yep. fourth, and I think those top three are fairly cement there. I think so, and then I I reckon that top, that fourth spot's going to be really tricky, and I think it's going to be the road factor that's going to bring it into that. You know, teams like Brisbane at 36, I think they're very on their nights, on their night, they're really good, and then they can come out and just be awful. And then you've got a team like Cairns who's really pushing through as well, and who knows what could happen with New Zealand, whether they turn things around or not. So it's going to be very interesting, I reckon another three or four rounds of basketball just to see how this shapes out. Yeah, definitely, man. It will be very interesting. Let's go through the ladder real quick here. Sydney Kings, they've only dropped that one game. No, 
one wins, one loss at the top. The Perth Wildcats in there at eight and three in second. Third, they have come from second last. They had a yeah. very ordinary start to the season, Melbourne United, but they are right back up there. I think they've won like they've six got five in a row, six or five in a row. row. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So Melbourne United there in third, in fourth, as we just discussed. South East Melbourne Phoenix, they need to start, you know, really putting the foot down here and before they hit the road. I think they've still got some home games. Left. Yeah, I'm, I think they do. I'm not sure. And like we said there, Brisbane in at fifth, four and five. Adelaide four and five as well. I'll tell you what, those 36s. It's going to be a battle between those two for fourth, in my opinion. And yep. then Cairns Taipans three and six. New Zealand Breakers second last there at two and seven. And the poor old Illawarra Hawks looking good in losses, as you said, like a big time loss. And that yeah. really once again shows the diversity of the lead. Like they it does almost beat the top place Kings. Yeah, and yeah. Like when you think they've got a relatively young side too in front of the biggest crowd in NBL history, it mm. didn't seem to sort of phase them, did it? That's it. And that's something that we discussed very early on is the key to Illawarra is how those young guys are going to gel. And that's going to take time as well. I mean, they're only 10 games in, so this has got time to turn it around. It's just going to be a very hard climb up that ladder now. Most definitely is, man. And I was just sort of lit up here because we were just talking about it, Johnny. And have a guess what kicks off round eight. We have the Bullets and the Adelaide 36ers. This is my battle for fourth place right here. According to sports bet odds, they're saying Brisbane's going to get it done. Yeah, I think that's going to be that travel factor that we keep referring to. And I I probably agree. I'm I'm still on the bullet train for now. Um, But I think that, yeah, they should be able to get the job done at home. And Adelaide, who are very hard to pick at the moment. But I think that Brisbane will understand the circumstances of this game. And what a great way to start off a two-game round for them than getting a win at home against the 36ers. Yeah. Uh, Well, I watched that Adelaide 36ers game, man, and they looked beyond good. If they do that again, they're going to come out and win it. I'm going to be just a little bit different just for the sake of things. I'll say the 36ers (laughs) will get that done. Game two is Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and Sydney Kings at the fire pit. The Kings are going to get this one. I think so. I can't really see the Phoenix taking on the uh, the top side at this point. Funnily enough, that's going to be the night of my 30th birthday, so we'll be able to watch this one. And yes, uh, very big happy birthday yeah, to you there, Johnny. We'll be kicking on with Scary Terry and the lads. <laughs> it's going to be very much Bit of fun. awesome. But uh, yeah, I agree with you there, man. I think the Kings, they're just on a roll. Who's going to stop them? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be hard to see. And a bit of a battle of the Horsham heads there too. Our boys, Sean Bruce and Mitch Creek yep. suiting up for either team there. And it's going to be great to see. Very sort of proud and awesome to see that right there too man and the Cairns Convention Centre this will be an interesting one too Perth Wildcats are red hot favourites to win this but you know Cairns at home can be difficult and I believe Perth lost that's the only game they they have yeah I'm going to jump on the Taipans bandwagon for this one man I'm going to book this as the upset of the round Cairns getting it done at Perth again they got to know the situation of the season they need to get these sorts of wins if they got any hope to to hit that fourth spot because like you're saying the top three is pretty much already locked in for mine. Teams like Cairns really need to get it done. So this is my call for the upset of the round right here. Yeah, I like that right there, man. I'm going to I'm gonna go with you, man. I think they'll get it done at home. They looked very good at home at that last game we were talking about. Cairns at John's 30th birthday as well. <laughs> what a great night, man. I hope yeah. I'm sociable with all your buddies. <laughs> nah, Who's the weirdo TV? in front of the couch? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> on <laughs> Sunday, Johnny, you spoke about it earlier. Brisbane Bullets, they are heading to Melbourne Arena to take on Melbourne United. Melbourne United, they're looking very good at the moment. I think United's going to get this done. They don't look like losing at the moment. No, they don't. They've, they've really hit their straps now, which is something we said a few weeks ago they would need to do to really build some momentum. And again, as much as I love Brisbane, and this would be a great win for them, I just can't see them getting over Melbourne with this sort of form. 
No, I can't either, man. And here we go. Adelaide Entertainment Centre will round things out on the Sunday. It is the 36ers and New Zealand Breakers. This will be a good one as well, man, because New Zealand, they are in that must-win situation. Yeah. I remember last time when I was like, this team really needs to win is when we spoke about United. Yep. And they went out, they got, they it, got done. it done. Got it done again and again and again. Can New Zealand bounce back, man? They're in a woeful state at the moment. Yeah, it seems like they've got some issues on and off the court, as we know. And I mean, uh, this is almost their season right here. If you lose this one, it's a it's a long way back with only two wins on the board. You know, at this stage of the, of the year. So I'm going to back them in to get it done. I think I like it, man. That's big. Call. I'm going to back I'm... them in. Yeah, I think Adelaide, like you said, played really well the other night. But I just think that the game situation and where they're at right now, New Zealand needs to fight out a win, and I think they're going to do it because this is they've only got one game this round as well. They've had a couple of doubles, so I reckon they're going to come to Adelaide with a bit of endeavour and they're going to go out and get it done. That's a great point there. Corey Webster in my team as well. So as long as Corey Webster has some big numbers, as does, well, hopefully Ramon Moore actually gets <laughs> yeah. on the court. Yeah, I think I might need to sit down with you. You're that far in front now. Surely you can give Amali nice can. some advice. Yeah, we're, we're dropping too far down. Sure, man. I might have to edit that part out. <laughs> wink, wink. Alright, and then on Monday we have some Monday Night Hoops. This one is going to be damn good right here. Illawarra, they beat Cairns earlier on in the year. It's Illawarra and the Cairns tie pants at the Wynn Entertainment Centre. That's in oh, Illawarra. Wow. I think the Hawks, after that, you know, that game against Sydney, I think they'll win okay. this. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm finding it really hard to pick a winner. Actually, this wait one, a sec. Cairns will probably win. I don't know. <laughs> it's Cairns. They're, they're very good. Yeah, look, I think I might have to jump on the Cairns bandwagon. I'm going to say they're going to beat Perth for the upset of the round. Then they're going to go to Illawarra with a bunch of confidence and just get them get the job done. I just, yeah, and, like, and that's what saying. That's why it's so hard to predict some winners at the moment, because everything's so sort of close. Well, if you're on the money there, they'll be right up in fourth place, possibly, man, like depending on how the rest of the round goes. So oh, I like that, man. So yep. yeah, jumping behind the Cairns tight pants. We said it, we said it. You rewind back to way back with Cam Luke. We were talking to him about <laughs> yeah. Cairns, and he was more concentrating on getting to the pub <laughs> at the time, but still Cairns are going to win some games. I think they will. And again, it's the youth. It's the young core of that team that's just going to get it done and take some time to, to gel together as well. So, hey, it's their time. Let's see what they can do. Yeah, hell yeah. I like that, man. Well, before we get out of here for another episode of Grey Wolf Hoops, we are episode six and big news, man. You, unfortunately, couldn't be here no. for our next big Devo. actual Grey Wolf podcast. It was a good one. It was with none other than Sydney King's Kevin Lish. He will be the next guest on the actual official Grey Wolf podcast. Big shout-outs to my boy, Sean Bruce. Love that dude yeah. right there, man. What I man. ain't going to muck around. He hooked me up. I'll yes. be out there. So thank you so much for that. We have a Sydney King's Kevin Lish interview heading your way. I think we're going to drop it early December, man. Yeah, that sounds good, man. I actually can't wait to hear that. And I, and I suppose we can refer to Sean as the Grey Wolf own Sean Bruce now, can't we? Where well, uh... I'm sure until he says, guys, please don't yeah, talk please about leave me in alone. public. We'll let him and Pickett will be on the same list. <laughs> please never call me again. And yeah, Sean actually, as well. Finally enough, I'm going to cut you off there. Pickett actually sent me a message saying that he's at baby classes. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tim, I've been there, done that, my friend. Good night to end the show on right there, I think. Yeah, I think so. But right quick before we go, the Herbs Chris Golding lookalike separated at birth, maybe? Yeah, I think there's some similarities there. Is his real last name Herbert? Or is it Golding? Is it We're not sure. We're not even sure if Golding's last name is Golding. But hey, if, if you haven't seen the split screen pic, check it out on all of our socials. Grey Wolf promo. Exactly, man. And lastly, we uh, now have our t-shirts live off the website to buy. We need to mention that. If you want to get amongst the Grey Wolf 
promo and help get the brand out there, jump on the website. There's a shop link up the top and you can pick yourself up a fresh T-shirt. As worn by Sean Bruce, Jace L. Herbert, and as rejected by, well, <laughs> many people with a list is too long. <laughs> That's a great call. <laughs>